My name is Derek O'Shea, and welcome to Mother Folklore, of the Irish for Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter V. On the 14th of June this year, 2017, if you need a reminder, the Republic of Ireland got a new Taoiseach, Dr. Lee of Radcar. Much has been made of Dr. Radcar's international lineage, his confrontational intellect, and his conservative views, traits he shares as his predecessor, Mr. Raymond de Valera. Another trait these two men both share is the presence of a V in their name. While the Irish language contains many V sounds, ask any Neve, Maeve, or Siobhan, the letter V has always been seen as a stowaway in the Changa, one of the hateful eight that didn't warrant inclusion in the traditional 18-letter alphabet. So what's the deal with V? Should we use it at all? And if so, when? I'm joined by Padre Cravonic, one half of the pop-up Celtic team and the presenter of Scale and the Shock and Writing Liver. Hi, better. Hey, nice to be here. Shun Nguyen from Asanua. Hello. Yeah. And Garajine McAvoy from DCU. Hi, thanks for having me. And we're going to settle this issue forever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And ever. So, Garajine, you're not a fan. No, I am 100% anti-V. I don't agree with it at all. I think it has no place in the Irish language. Mm. Strong words. <laughs> that, that's fighting talk. Yeah, I'd call it too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, my... My position on uh, the hateful eight and inclusive of the letter V is just we have the sounds already. So what's the point in including them? I don't think they have any purpose in the Irish language. And I'd be willing to fight that till the day I die. (laughs) (laughs) And Paolo, you're very pro V. I'm very pro V. I'm pro all the hateful eight. I think they're the (laughs) underappreciated eight. And we need more Vs. We need more Qs and Ws and Js. We definitely need Js. How else can we go with Jaival? <laughs> I mean, Js. How can I drive a van in my vest without a V? <laughs> is an interesting one because they kept the J and they yeah. dropped the V. They dropped the V. Yeah. 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 See, that's the, I mean, that's preference, like against one of the the eight letters that weren't included in our so-called traditional eighteen-letter alphabet. But uh, no, I definitely pro V. I think it allows us to. To sort of take on loan words, it allows us to evolve as a language. We can't be staid and stoic. And looking back, you're you're living in the past, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we can take on loan words with a V, but if they remain loan words. But when we're translating and making new words, we have our own lovely sounds. So I think the more GHs and EAs and DHs we have, the better. I think they're fantastic and unique. We should hang on to them. Where do you stand on this issue, Sean? I am a pro-V girl as well, I must say. Uh, I'm kind of with Pather. I'm all for change. And the more I spend my life working in the Irish language, the more change I feel we need to bring into it. So I'm V all the way. I'm bringing symbols, bringing wingdings, whatever. Once we (laughs) keep it alive, I think it's the way to go. I'm very pro wingdings, but how would you spell wingdings in Irish? <laughs> Wingdingy. It would have to start. If Carolyn had her way, you'd have to start with a ph. Ph. Wingding. So yeah, if that, if that was in the Tishel Gennadoch, that would be something else, though, wouldn't it? It would be yeah. Oh well, I mean that's that's well. You see, there's there's one word right that brings it right. Well is something that's existed in the Irish language for a long time and is spelt. B H U E L and it drives well, 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 well. Tom, we done so it kind of well. It drives me nuts because I'm 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 a I'm kind of a strict grammarian. I'm a real grammar nerd, right? You know, some people use the term grammar Nazi. I'm not. Don't like correcting people. I I love studying it. I love the the, the patterns it creates in language. It's quite beautiful. It's quite artistic, and well, just. It twists my melon, man, because it's like, why does that have a shavu when there's no reason for it to have a shavu? So you can't just be throwing in shavus to replace your V 
just to to get the sound up there. You can't you can't do it, man. So you're liberal and conservative at the same time. Probably. Absolutely. <laughs> just like Dr. Leo Varadkar. <laughs> Which are you, Father? <laughs> I'm a populist. <laughs> I find sometimes actually just speaking with these very liberal, very conservative people, whenever someone says, I'm actually a 19th century liberal, they just mean they're really, really right wing. <laughs> yeah. And they're just trying yeah. to dress it up nicely. No, but classical no. liberalism, you know, it's really interesting. It's like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't like social injustice but I'm hugely in favour of the causes of social injustice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who was, I suppose, again, a, a conservative and a liberal would have been obviously Damon de Valera, who, who it's often attributed to him the actual drive to include the V on account of his own name. And that uh, this was, and then when Tomás de Valdra was introducing the V for the first time in the 1959 folklore, he gave a lot of personal um, personal thanks in the final, cha- in, the final in, the, in the end of the acknowledgements to, um, to Damon de Valera, who, because there's so many stakeholders involved in the Irish language, because the language touches so many organisations, and this was so he was very pro. And I think um, his grandson named O'Keeve keeps the V mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. very reason as an acknowledgement. Well, O'Keeve keeps the V because um, O'Keeve's family on the other side, on the non-De Valera side, O'Keeve's father and grandfather were involved in the move to simplify Irish spelling even more than the Walderhead did, and and Eamon De Valera. Okay, so it remains to be proven whether or not he actually insisted, as the urban myth says, that they keep the V so that he could spell his name, which is, of course, Spanish in origin. Um, so, you know, so that it wouldn't be D-E-B-H, uh, you know, and, and then you'd have to have quail quail in the hand of land because I am a strict <laughs> um, But But one thing that is certain is that, like, what DeWalder had did in the 50s with the, with the new Kaidan Nifigil was to, to shorten down the spelling. So, you know... Um, you lost an awful lot of superfluous GHs and DHs and BHs. They just, anything that was a non-voiced consonant got dropped out of the language to make spelling a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. And O'Quay's family went one further. And I said, well, you know, why don't we just get rid of some of these shavus? Some of them are pointless, you know? So if it's always going to be MH and it's always going to be BH in some circumstances, why don't we use V? We're already 100% shifted to the Latin alphabet. Why not use all of the letters there? And and, and that's the reason that O'Quive does it, is, 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 is simply that that's how his father spelled his name and that's how he continues to spell his name. And it's interesting that Devaldra is BH, mm-hmm. not Devaldra with a V, yeah. that he kept that, you know, that it really... It was contained to De Valera and to things like Vardrus and Van. You know, yeah. even though it's in the language, it's it it's still something that people bring up. If you spell a word, sometimes I know with with maybe my parents or my grandparents, if I'd spell a word with a V in it, ask I had a good they'd say to me, "There's no V in the Irish language." Mm-hmm. You know, so people are quite <laughs> funny about it as well. Still, certainly, and I mean, it's been it's been over sixty years, mm. about sixty years, it's close enough, and yeah. and uh, and. So I th- people still see it as it still see it as so. I'm, I'm I constantly get people replying to me saying there's no V, and I say, well, <laughs> well excuse me. I mean, like, I'm, I'm one of those. Thanks people. for correcting me. A lot of people get very faux traditionalist about the Irish language, though, and and like and and a lot of people don't actually know that originally before Gaelic script was ever introduced, the first recorded writings we have in the Irish language are in the Latin script. They're in the Roman script. They're in the, the, the traditional letters that we're all used to. And they were written as glosses in the margins of the old Latin Vulgates and mass books that Irish monks were copying. When there was a tricky word, they translated in the margins for mm. the next monk to be able to, to understand it. They translated into Irish. And that's the first writing we have is in this, okay, the, the, the Roman alphabet in the 300s, 400s and 500s AD 
So there wasn't really a V or a W at that stage either. It was sort of a stand-in for you and that sort of phoneme didn't exist in the English language or Latin or Irish at the time. But the capacity was there. The letter was there. It existed. And and I think when people start to look at, oh, you know, my, my grandfather learned how to write in the Gaelic script and that's the way it always was. It wasn't. That was something that was imposed on the language as well. And yeah. I think we have a danger of saying, no, no, the way I like it is the way it is and the way it should be. Yeah, and that's dangerous, I think, for its survival if you if you keep saying this is the way it is and this is the way it should be and not just in reference with V, but even with Kainunti, different dialects. If you insist on using one particular dialect, and I know in Irish sometimes that can happen where people are mixed. I went to Gaelic school, so I was taught by loads of different teachers, so therefore I am as mixed as they come. My dialect swings from one to the other, sometimes depending on who I'm speaking to. And I don't have a problem with that, but some people are very, very loyal to their dialect. And I get yes. that and I value that as well. But I also think we have to have space for people to be more fluid in the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I, like, I totally in respect of Connor and T, I think people are, some people are just so, like, uh, headstrong about it that they, they you know you can't step outside your, your dialect if you're from a certain place you need to speak with that certain dialect but when it comes to just getting back to that V I'm not going to let go um, <laughs> like where where do you like where do we stop like because there's okay it comes from the Latin we alphabet never stop. <laughs> but do we take decide that like they have all those extra letters in the Norwegian alphabet that one that's like an O with a cross through it and it makes an uh sound like why don't, why don't we take that one as well I you love don't see, that one yeah, yeah you know where, why, where do we stop the old English one Thorn what is what a real badass looking meth, heavy metal tea looking <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. that's called Thorn yeah. Yeah. Is, it, is that like the a one that stood in for a TH was it or I think it may have been see we don't okay, actually yeah. have a voiced TH in Irish yeah. so if we introduce it you know a lot of people are in the habit of saying Thishuk and Thonishta with a sort of a a little non-glottal stop after the tea. Yeah, yeah that's I a think. whole other podcast, isn't yeah. it? Yes. <laughs> How to pronounce the word know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really just, it's really like the shock you get from a good cup of tea. It's just tea shock. <laughs> it's just tea shock. It can scare people. There's a lot of superfluous letters in there. Yeah. No, um, but like, because uh, people are in the habit of sort of softening a tea in Irish. So if we were going to make that official, mm. I'd bring in thorn, <laughs> metal. <Absolutely>. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I've mentioned Valderhall already, and that was in 1959, his, his, his seminal work. But there was an example of V that's even earlier than that. Garrison, we were talking about this earlier, the, um, and a very critical one, especially mm. in the context of yeah. politicians of V's in their name. Yeah, it comes from the 1922 constitution. So that was the constitution of the free state. It was the first, as far as we were aware, is the first usage of uh, a V was for voting, for vote all. And that is followed through into the 1937 constitution. Um I mean, I'm not pointing the finger at De Valera, but he was involved in the writing of both of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was involved in a lot of things yeah. in that constitution, wasn't can he? I, could I, can I point out something, though, about written laws? When you codify a set of laws, no matter what, you have to be using the vernacular. Like, you can't put something in. I can't possibly say, like, you know, the president of Ireland shall be elected by a direct proportional florp. And nobody <laughs> knows what a florp is. The law is is useless. So, yeah. okay, so the first evidence we have, okay, a lot of this comes down to during the Tan War, the archives burned. We lost an awful lot of the mm-hmm. corpus of Irish literature because of that. But like if 1937, it says in the Constitution, la vota laundira con fobila haufer on with the direct vote of the people, mm-hmm. shall, the president should be elected. If vota doesn't make sense to somebody reading it, it's useless in the law. So it has to have existed in the vernacular pre the establishment of the state. 
Yeah, I'd take that and I'd raise you flanavui, the Irish word for orange oh, that yeah. we have in the constitution. That was the first time it was ever used before and I don't believe it's ever been used since. <laughs> well, who came up with that one? I think it was just flanavui. to, I believe it was just to reject a Rosh because it was too Englishy and they didn't want to well, include it. It has in. its own connotation. Too Dutch. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too Dutch. <laughs> a Rosh that does, I suppose, it's one of those words you really associate with childhood. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like cot, madra, Rosh, the yeah. banya mm-hmm. and... But I I always just assumed that Flanvoy, I mean, was actually, was had, a, had older stock, but you're saying it was never before that. I believe, according to Michal O'Carroll, um, the man who wrote the most tedious book ever written, <laughs> I hope to God he's not listening, <laughs> um, Hi, about uh, the Irish constitution, the words, and he literally breaks down every word in the constitution. And I believe, now I could be wrong, but I believe that uh, Flanvoy was used it was one of the first usages of it and it's really I mean when have you ever heard it before a rush it's fine like stick with yeah, it do you, do you know what we call orangeman the translation the official Irish translation for orangeman is fair boy oh uh, yeah yeah. so I mean they're she's a fair boy they're, they're the, he's a he is an orangeman is far boy eh? which I suppose if you were a beginner and I was looking at it you go a yellow man, yeah, yellow man. Yeah. I suppose it comes down to the relationship languages have to colours yeah. you know some languages some languages uh, I think Ibdo and a few other ones around the world only have three or four colours and everything's that spectrum and we've got far more because we're so developed <laughs> we even have Flanavoy which no one else has heard of <laughs> but Flanavoy is great it's so dramatic yeah. I like it. I mean, and it, I like it's it. consistent with Bondarag. Yeah, and I think it's nice that it was used for a flag because I think it has a certain nationalistic thing to it. I'm not going to go yeah. down that road either. But, you know, when yeah. you're talking about a flag, there's... Blood. Yeah, there's, yeah. we're talking about something really important. And I like that it has, it has its own <laughs> word. I think that's cool. Actually, because particularly as flan has those other meanings like a warrior as well as yeah. almost like in a, in a Native American, the idea of a blood being a soldier. Yeah. And I wonder, did Flan O'Brien ever make the connection between flan and his own name. He would have loved that. I see what I did. <laughs> he must have, because I know we were just talking about his, yeah, Was his real name Brian O'Nolan? He probably yeah. did. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, he must have, because we were just talking about, um, like, people were asking me about the eggplant emoji over the week and the actual eggplant, they actually used the word over, they actually used egg, it, it was uh, of Flanda. Of Flanda. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then with the actual, the, the, the aubergine colour was uh, Corcadorca. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's obviously, yeah, from a bell book as well yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah, so Vota is, the thing is, we do have earlier versions of voting in Deneen, which might be favourable to that shocking V, that scandalous Abomination. Lovely, lovely V. Yeah, there's, I mean, look, yeah. they're, they're, they're so Can't mentioned. Talk. Yeah, they're yeah. so mentioned, like Cantile and Gosh and Cantile as well. Um, but, like, to be honest with you, there's just, there's too much, there's too much um, Deverichus, as we call it in Irish, there's too much ambiguity mm-hmm. yeah. involved with it, as in it can equally be applied to, so Hogadar uh, Gar and Krinha Air more applies to a straw poll. Yes. Mm. It's not a vote, it's a straw poll. We took the votes of the meeting, but really it's a show of hands or a straw poll or, yeah. you know, and, okay. and Gar and Krinha is like the, the mood of the meeting. So it was, they took the mood of the meeting. Uh, right. So it doesn't really apply to the act of casting a secret ballot or, or, or exercising your democratic franchise. And in even in Deneen, Cantile is both voting and selling or buying by auction. Auction, yeah. Well, that's Irish politics in a nutshell. <laughs> 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 so another feature of V that I've noticed, and we'll see if you agree with me or not, that sometimes V is sometimes used slyly to indicate that something isn't really Irish or something comes from the, from Dafarun. <laughs> and um, and for example, I mean, well, one the one early one that actually that predates Devaldrick again is, is, is Fostica. I'm not sure if that's a retrofitting. 
I don't think it's a it's a it's a retrofitting. I think I mean there's a very well documented swastika example. meaning swastika, obviously. Yeah. There's a well documented example of the swastika laundry mm-hmm. being extant in Dublin from way before the Nazis co opted the swastika for their own use over in Germany, and uh, until way after, until the early eighties, late seventies, the swastika laundry was still in operation. So we had a need for a word for swastika before Herr Hitler invaded Poland. Um, I mean, yeah, is it is it because it's a loanword? You know what I mean? It's it's from hin- Hindi. Yeah, uh, I would suspect that because it was traditionally sm- spelled, I believe, in English or Hindi, where it's coming from, with a V. So maybe it was yeah. just taking it over. Um, that's what I would argue anyway. So that, that makes sense. And then the, obviously then, obviously, like I was thinking like waistcoat, like for a waistcoat, that's kind of because we have bonines and there's like mm. traditional Irish waistcoats, which are made with wool. And are proper good for when you're painting your curock and with, with tar and when you're catching <laughs> fish. And, you know, if that's what you wear, whereas a vase coat is clearly you know, slightly notiony. I would say notiony is right. And I also think that word vardrus always comes back into it with V. Mm. And it sounds like a better word for press. You know, it's yeah. not your kofra, it's your vardrus. And it definitely sounds a bit more. It sounds fancier than your kofra where you put your aid. It sounds like you might hang your fur coat there instead of where you throw your knickers up at the end of the day. So. It, uh, look, uh, look. part of this goes back to when, when, when Conor and Gaiga were looking to revive the language. They made a conscious decision. A bunch of middle class Protestants made a conscious decision to prioritise and even pedestalise the language of fishermen and farmers. So therefore you get things like you go down to a house on the Blasket Islands Mm-hmm. They have one kofra. They don't put their clothes in it. So therefore, we need to come up with something because these people don't have a wardrobe. I have a wardrobe. I need a word for mm-hmm. it. It shall be vardrus. Mm-hmm. I shall use my vardrus. I wear a vest. Vest. Or a vast chota. And they don't do that down on the, on the you know. Like, so, but but the fact of the matter is, as one of my favourite V words in Irish, virus indicates, it's a far more ancient, <laughs> far more sophisticated language. This is a language where... In a, in a dictionary put together for the King of Munster in Cashel in the 1200s AD, there was a word for magnet, magnate, oh. was, was coined in Irish in the, in the 12th century AD, the 1100s, pre-Norman invasion. It was such a sophisticated language. And we sort of lost that between the flight of Earls and the start of the Ga- Gaelic revival, Conan the Gaelic's amazing work, by the way, because they did, they saved the language. But what happened was they saved the peasant language and left an academic language to die. Mm. Yes, and obviously all that bardic poetry and that incredible wordplay and alliteration kind of mm-hmm. went went away with it. But yeah, when I was looking at virus as well, and I, and I did notice that it, it, this is obviously an old Latin word, but it, it had entered I, Irish separately earlier on as phi, you know, kind of a poison. Mm. And that was, that's, in, that's in the dictionary of the Irish language, the old one, which is a, interesting again. But so... My issue with the V isn't so much the V itself. I think it's possibly that it's, it is used in, yeah, there's connotations in its use that, I mean, it's a very interesting, but possible sly. And, you know, and, 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 and so it's not that I think it shouldn't be there. I just, I'm, I'm conscious that sometimes it, it, it's like an Easter egg, as they say in the computer games. <laughs> But Easter eggs are usually positive and fun to find. And I, I, definitely, I love yeah. coming across an odd V, <laughs> reading a book, and it's like, it's a, this is fun to say. You haven't, mentioned, you haven't mentioned your favourite one yet. My favourite one yet? Yes. The Irish for quack quack is vok vok. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is, this is a use for V that I think is incredibly important. And Valuable. More than anything yes. demonstrates the, the importance V should hold in our language. It's used for onomatopoeic sounds. <laughs> 
Yes. Because, you know, and this is, I love studying languages and looking at what do animals say in different languages. Like, what does a dog say in German and what does a pig say in <laughs> yeah. Chinese? It's hilarious and brilliant because it's so it's different. Uber nerdy. No, I swear to God, I'm cool. Come to Papa Quattic. It's a lot cooler than me. Yeah. Um, no, but like, yeah, so, so uh, the Irish for quacking is Vakanuk. And it's vok vok or vrock vrock is is the sound for quack quack yeah. because that's the sound a duck makes. When have you ever heard a duck actually pronounce a Q? <laughs> that's the sound a sick duck would makes. I've never heard a duck make a vok vok sound before. Have you? <laughs> have something you heard, wrong with that? Duck. Have you ever heard a duck make make a Q U sound? <laughs> Well, yeah, that's they definitely true as don't well, go yeah. quack. I remember when they came out with the word for tweet, us guy to get the V. That was like big deal in in Irish. Mm. I remember at the time there was people up in arms about it, and there are still people who refuse to use that V. I'm, I'm still like somebody arms beside me. I'm Team Guck. I, yeah, yeah, I'm not into tweet as a word, but only because it's kind of hard to say. Yeah. Like, do you want? I, I personally go for T U I for the T. To you, I feel that. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I like that. Because that, yeah. it's just tweet and we have those sounds. Yeah, and I often look to, well, not always, but native speakers who just take the word in English and put an, put an A for the I-L at the end and tweet all. I'm a tweet all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So then obviously the, then along with inconsistent with tweet as well as obviously Wikipedia. 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 Wikipedia, yeah. This one does actually tick me off a little bit because yeah, like I, I mean, said, I'm in favour of equal treatment for all the hateful eight. <laughs> so like why in the name of God are we just saying right well we can't have a V in Irish right well I've got this word that starts with W oh no we definitely can't have a W <laughs> give us a V yeah it's in practice, slightly less offensive and we can maintain the K in the middle of it is it spelled with a K or no, no, no it's, it's got, got a C, C. it's a C, C. Yeah. and then E for the ID at the end well, why you take out the K then yeah <laughs> I mean look we, I think we can all agree that there's no need for a K yeah. No, K K's aren't the the sound doesn't really exist. Yeah, we, we have a we have a hard C. It's it's, yeah. it's unambiguous. We like universally our, hard C. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. You're right. You've convinced me. We yeah. need a V, but we have no need for a K. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I mean I so yeah, that that's again there's, there's the Or a Q. Well, I mean, does anyone really need We're a all Q? changing. <laughs> <laughs> This has opened my we, we eyes. Will, we will be having separate debates on the other members of the Hateful Eight and some of the others. But the, um, no, they're all useless. Freedom for the V, but they're all useless. <laughs> so I am going to cut it off there. And I think that in this instance, we are going to give a Scottish verdict for the letter V, which is basically not guilty, but don't do it again. <laughs> Case not proven. Case not, not proven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in this particular instance, um, I want to thank you very much. This has been the first Mother Folklore of the Irish for podcast. Um, I hope you'll join in for more ones in the coming weeks. And for me, Dara Cochet. For me, Shun Nirin. Garodin McAvoy. August Wimship, Adderokai Volnig. We'll see you next time. Dara again, I just want to say thanks very much for listening to today's episode. It'd be great if you could subscribe to the podcast on wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. And if you can like and review the episodes as well, it's a great way of getting people to actually find the podcast and hear more of it. Thank you very much to the Headstuff Podcast Network for allowing me to produce it and bring it to you. You can find many other brilliant podcasts on the Headstuff website. I recommend, for example, Juvenalia, where people talk about a piece of pop culture that influenced them as a child. Also, I want to thank Kirsten Shield for doing the artwork for the podcast. I want to thank Brian for producing us and putting manners on us all. 
So, see you next time. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.